I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Friday. Mm, man. Can you feel the end of the week right now? Do you feel that joy? Hopefully you actually enjoy your whole week, but you know, for those of you living for the weekend, it's time to end the week right. Let us nerd out. Let's have fun. And you know what? Let, let's talk about those communication skills. If you want out, you're going to have to learn to develop those communication skills. Yeah, exactly. You get it. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So let's do that. We've got a Captain's Origin, some new music, and we'll tell you what we've been watching. Give our thoughts on it. Well, you know, there's more to it. It is the real Brian show after all. So let's rock it. No. No, we don't want to rock it today. No. I know not have multi-pass. Multi-pass. So you have anything a little shorter, you know, like Corbin Dallas? Pass. <laughs> yeah, she knows it's a multi-pass. Anyway, we're in love. <laughs> Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thanks for joining us. Captain Influence, hello there. How you doing? I'm great, man. Good. Yeah. Excellent. I am the... Feeling good. Yeah, so it's funny when I do my emails and people nowadays see Jody Agent Smith, by the way, he... he he gets me now. So when he sends me an email, he's like, hello, the, which is awesome. <laughs> or sometimes he gets like real, like real, real. Figured, he, figured he'd start his emails with Mr. Real Brian. <laughs> so I always am like, I, I just basically like agent is how I do it. And then uh, I sign off with the, which is great. It's quite fantastic. I like messing with people and they're kind of like, wait, so, um, is your real name the? You know, well, yeah. Come on, man. Why do you have to keep asking not me that question? Sure. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Is your name not sure? Yeah. <laughs> so no. I, did, I finally watched <laughs> Idiocracy for you. Holy cow, man! I I, I think on one Yay. hand I'm trying to laugh, and on the other hand I'm like, this is this is actually happening in the real world. Like, I, I'm kind of almost like not quite there yet. Well, we're, yeah. we're getting there. I, so I'm feeling That's, like I need yeah. to go back and rewatch it now that I've seen the story <laughs> and I'm not having that, you know, mind blown moment of I know people like this and now can oh, actually man. just laugh through it and have a good time. But it's funny. It's so irreverent. It's so oh, yeah. wonderfully irreverent. And I don't know that you can do that in Hollywood anymore. Do they do that in Hollywood anymore? I haven't seen I anything mean, in a long time. Well, OK. Yes, you can be irreverent against certain people, but not everyone anymore. Yeah, and I just I I really appreciate growing up in those days where you can have fun being irreverent at everybody's expense, and and you know South Park still does that at everybody's expense, by the yeah. way. So there are still there's still media out there that are doing it, but I just love it. I just love watching and listening to people make fun of everybody. That's the thing. So going back and rewatching The Office, as I mentioned, mostly in the background, you know, because I've seen it so many times. Although I haven't seen seasons, uh, what was it? Seven, eight, and nine. I've only seen those once. So those mm-hmm. I'm actually more paying attention to again because it's been a while. Why is it that many of us are finding it refreshing to go back and watch things where 
everyone was equally made fun of in a non disrespectful manner. Like it was just, let's just make fun of everybody. Let's have fun. You know, like we, we respect you. We love you, but we need to make fun of all of our hilariousness too. I mean, it's like trash talk on the court. You know, you're not really actually trying to start a fight. You're just trash talking. You're having fun. Right. Right. Yeah. It's strangely refreshing. Why is that funny? Why is it refreshing? <laughs> like, should it be? I'm thinking this like, is there something wrong with me? But maybe it's because we've just gone so far. We do need to respect each other. We need other. to loosen up. We need to loosen but up. Yes, exactly. Why so yeah. serious? I yeah. Agree. And yet again, the poop and the ice cream, it's, it's a few people who are very vocal about something. Anything I say is going to be my opinion, but the bottom line is society evolves and it, it is going to evolve in a direction. Whether yeah. you are agree with that direction or not, it's it's an inevitable thing. It's like water running downhill. Yeah, society is going to evolve, and we will not even recognize society, even even as weird as it is to us. It's just going to be that much more different for the kids being born right now in fifty years. So, yeah. I mean, it's just I'm, I'm telling you, water's wet. But you know what? I mean, you, you hear it from people who have been around longer, and they say. This happened in the 60s and 70s. It's happening again. <laughs> you know, this happened in the 80s. It's happening. I mean, society cycles, you know, they, they do yeah, this. Yeah. It's, it's the way it is. And when people go like, oh, my gosh, this is a new issue. I'm like, no, it's not a new issue. It's been around for like right. somebody. And, and this is this is horrible. And I hate seeing this. All of the shootings that are going on. Yeah. I don't like seeing this. And somebody said this needs to stop. And my first response was it never will. It's always been a problem since the beginning of time. And it always will be a problem. The issue yeah, violence, yeah, violence in general. The issue is yeah. going to be what can we each. And by the way, this is a huge challenge right now that I'm going to make to each and every one of us right now. What can each of us do to try to be that superhero in other people's lives that helps them to basically to prevent them from ever going down that path? Because hmm, I yeah. guarantee you each and every one of us knows someone who has gone down that path, maybe not shot someone like I don't know anyone that's gone on a shooting rampage, thankfully, but I know people who have taken their lives. I know people who have been angry enough to go on a shooting rampage, but thank God they didn't. What did I do to help them through it? What did I do to help address the root of their issue so that they were able to overcome it and become a better person and a happier person? What did I do? I mean, right now that's the show, but what was I doing back then? I don't know. Maybe Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, but I think that's the biggest question we should be asking is, are we going to stop it? No, but can we minimize it? Can we do our part? And here's another kind of weird perspective, but are there more shootings today than there used to be? I'm thinking the old West people shot each other all the time on the street. I'm going to say, no, there's less shootings today, but we definitely have more media coverage today. So let's look at it again as like, what can we do to help others to overcome their pains in their lives. That's a deep question too. I mean, you're right. Uh, what can any of us really do? And, and that's the, that's part of the problem, right? The, the, you know, the old, the pink Floyd syndrome, comfortably numb, if oh, you will. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, you know, it's a typical state of human existence. You know, we, you know, so much stuff's going on around all of us. And when yeah, the bad stuff is, yeah, it's, it's so natural to want to bury your head in the sand. It's, mm-hmm. it's a psychological, it's a natural thing for our psyche to want to do that. I'm very guilty of that, 100%. I am very guilty of burying my head in the sand and and being willfully ignorant of a lot of things that are going on around me. To some extent, every one of us are also yeah. guilty of that. But I think it does depend on, well, it becomes a choice. Yeah, you it know? does. Do you want to... Stick your neck out? <laughs> I, well, it's it's just, do you, 
do you want to think beyond yourself? Right. In fact, we were having an interesting conversation about this and we're not going to go into detail, but just about commitment in general, we were talking about this off mic. We are finding that people cannot commit to things anymore. It's less prevalent, right? Significantly. Yeah. 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 When somebody says like, Hey, I'm going to do something and then they, they never really follow through with it or they kind of follow through with it, but not really. Like I see that all the time, all over the place. And it's just kind of like, it, it got me questioning, like what happened? When did we become a society where we can't follow through on our commitments? That's kind of a big deal. You know, why are marriages yeah. falling apart so much? You know, we say, Hey, we're going to be, we're, we're going to come over. Well, you know, pre COVID, right? Hey, we'll, we'll hang out tonight, but then you back <laughs> out, you know why people back out all the time. It's just like, and there's usually, okay, sometimes there's good reasons. And again, those are aside, like, okay, I got sick or, you know, right. my hand got chopped off because reasons. I stole yeah. something, you know, something like that. Right. But with a non like, oh, I just had a long day and I don't feel like hanging out. Kind of like, you know what? Put your big boy pants on, suck it up <laughs> and be there for someone else and think beyond yourself. Like well, I do it all the time. I mean, it's like I had a bad day, but I'm not going to leave my friend hanging. Like that's just not cool. And I have a theory about that with Internet culture that we are more and more seeped in every year. The more recent generations are being born into that society that is that is neck deep in internet culture. Well, we all know that in social media, it's totally natural and okay to ghost people or to you know because <laughs> because and and to not commit because in in the internet you're anonymous. Yeah, and I think that anonymity is having an effect on our social decisions, person to person decisions. It's like the mindset that because everyone else is doing it, it's okay. I ghosted you. So what? What's the big deal? I think there is definitely something to that whole. Okay. So I think there's, there's another thing that goes with that, but I would agree that with that anonymity and ghosting has become a little more socially acceptable, even though it shouldn't right. be. I think that's actually terrible that it is, but it is. <laughs> but also I think there's personality differences too. And I think a lot of times I was talking to somebody about this who was reading a book on communication. Who was that? I know. Well, it was someone and it was very interesting talking about the different communication styles. And I thought, what a fascinating book. Let's say that I'm an introvert. What is it? The best news is when plans get canceled. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So I, I heard that was kind of a joke, but also very true for a lot of introverts. Yeah. So I can see that. if I were to cancel on an introvert, like they're probably pretty happy about it. But right. if an introvert cancels on me as an extrovert, you know, in their mind, they're probably thinking, oh man, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to just stay at home and be by myself and be alone tonight. And you know, Brian's not going to care. I'll be, I'll be fine. Well, yeah, right. actually, it, get over it, it really upsets me and not like I'm angry at the person, <laughs> but like it's a like it it's really, really tears me down because, yeah. you know, I look forward to hanging out with people and it's a big deal. And so when I get canceled on now, again, good reasons you've canceled very few times when we've gamed and there's always a very well, legitimate reason. Yeah, I, I whenever I cancel on you guys gaming on the weekend, it's always for a health reason that I'm still dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. So like I never get upset or I mean, I get bummed, of course, but it's like I totally right. understand. Right. And that's that's the case with thankfully many of the people we game with is like once in a while someone will cancel because, you know, something kind of serious has come up <laughs> and that's cool. Right. Well, then you'll get the people that just ghost you or cancel all the time and and probably and here's my hypothesis too in their mind they're thinking they're not going to care it's no big deal it's just gaming right but for me it's like man that's a that's a punch to the chest kind of thing mm. and it's not again i'm not mad it's just that you know I, i've been i'm very disappointed i'm also i've been taught to follow through with commitments and to follow through with commitments even when you don't feel like it there are times by the way this is the other thing that i really am a hundred percent 
a believer in is setting boundaries. You know, if you've had no alone time, you've been serving everybody all week long, you probably do need to set a boundary and say, you know what, guys, I'm sorry. This has been an over the top week. I need some time to just kind of reset and refresh myself. That's good. That's a really good thing, right? And I don't think people set enough boundaries in their life either. So I think there's, there's a lot of balance here, but I'm talking more about the, when you see people just not following through most of the time. Yeah, that's an issue. But I mean, that kind of goes back to what we were just talking about in general, just kind of, it's, it's an interesting change right now in society. You brought up something earlier, the willful ignorance. Yeah. So I had an interesting interaction with a friend. Some things went down, some of it not so happy, you know, unfortunately some heated, heated discussions and emotions and all that. It ended well. So everything's fine now, which is great. But what I kind of learned from this is there innocence type of naivety. So for example, somebody legitimately does not know something because they've never been through it. No one's ever taught them. They've never been coached. So they, they just do whatever, right? Well, they might do something that kind of goes against what you should know kind of thing. Well, how did, how did you not know that? They're like, that's total common sense. What the heck's wrong with you? You know? And they're right. just like, I, I literally had no idea. It's the first time I've ever done this and no one's ever taught me this before. Yeah. I consider that to be from what I understand for the definition is more just like this innocence type of naivety. And then I've heard the other side where it goes into like ignorance, which is, um, and I guess maybe this is more of a quote, willful ignorance is that I choose not to learn about that. Even though I know, I know that there's the possibility that I should learn about that so that I don't screw something up, but Mm. meh, I don't want to learn about it. Yeah. Right. In this particular situation, some things happened Honestly, like you can't make the story up and I wish I could share it, but I just don't feel comfortable doing it out of respect. You know (laughs) what I learned from it. This is that some people truly actually don't know things that, you know, so for example, if I'm like, dude, everybody should know this. This is total common sense. What the heck? Well, that's not how it works. People don't necessarily know those things, you know, and so we should never assume that people are going to know the things that we already know. It may not be common sense. By the way, that's also a you know quick little business tip for anyone interested that things you know that you take for granted as common sense, you might be able to sell that information and make a business out of it because people don't <laughs> know that. That's one thing. Uh, mm. The other thing is to not jump to conclusions, of course. And that's where the communication comes in, like like communicating and discussing things and understanding where the other person's coming from, like ask clarifying questions, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good lesson. And then having respect for others. And this goes back to what you're talking about with just the last two conversations we just had right now. Think about people beyond yourself. Like I said, like right now, society, we're we're trained to not consider others. And I'm not saying people train us to do that, but we are being trained to do that through society. Here's an example. When I'm driving and, you know, you come up to an intersection and there's no right turn lane, but the right lane is a turn like you can turn, you know? Well, there's nobody else there and somebody is in the left lane and they pull over into the right lane and they have no intention of turning, but I'm turning, right? <laughs> well, right. Sarah's like, well, I would, have, I would have never thought about that. And it's like, yeah, but for, for some reason, it's like, if I know that I'm on one of those streets and again, I know that, right? If I don't know yeah. that, that's a different story. And I know that there's no turn lane and I have no intention of turning. What if somebody behind me wants to turn? I'm going to move over into the left lane if I can. Yes. So that anybody yeah. that wants to turn can, right? Well, that's S- funny. Sarah was like, I, didn't, I, I don't know anyone that's ever thought like that. And I'm like, okay, I, I can't I be unique in this situation. Other no, people you're not. must that's, think like this. 
That's hilarious, Brian, because all my driving life, I have thought that way. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. And I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm really not. I promise. <laughs> no pun intended. But I swear, <laughs> I swear, I swear when I'm driving, I can't help but think of who is behind me. I always, yeah. I can't help it. And it doesn't mean that I'm a better person than you if you don't. It's something my brain's wired that way. I'm always thinking of the guy behind me. Like, okay, I gotta, uh, I'm trying to try and make this uh, green arrow and I'm, I'm going to try and be on my, on my game so that I don't, so I can get as many people behind me through the green arrow as I can. Yeah, that type of stuff. Totally. I'm always thinking that way. So it's really That's funny good. to hear you say that. My granddad taught me when I was driving, when I was learning to drive, he said, get off the line because other people have places to go to. Yeah. Ever since then, I've always remembered what does the other person behind me need? And Good I, life lesson. I don't think Good anybody thinks, well, I know people think like that, Some but I don't think the do. majority <laughs> of people do because when I'm on the road, no. I rarely see that. So that's where the respect for others comes in is consider others, consider where they're at. What if you are an introvert and you can't wait for your plans to be canceled, but the person that you have plans with can't wait for you to get together with them? Yeah. Fair are enough. you just going to be selfish and say, oh, well, I don't care. You know, that's the kind of, and by the way, if I'm an extrovert, I need to consider introverts. Maybe they need a night off. (laughs) Right. So it's it's the same It's a two-way street. Yep. That's where communication comes in though. I mean, it's just, but anyway, my point is, is like consider others, consider the impact that you're going to have on what you do. And I know I say this a lot on the show, but how much of this gets put into practice? Got to be a broken record, Brian. Without being annoying about it. Well, I don't want to be annoying, but I I just, I keep (laughs) trying to say this. So. We had a chance to kind of start off the episode with a bang. You, everybody, I learned something. We all learned that something. That was juicy. Right yeah, it was I juicy. I love it. Juicy. That's the fantastic. <laughs> so um, let me ask you this, Tony. Are you one of those people that after you're done eating, do you rinse your plates off to try to get them as, you know, relatively clean as possible before putting them into the dishwasher? Or are you one of those that like just leaves, you know, massive pizza crusts on them, throws it all in the dishwasher and hopes that that grinder is actually going to work? It works out. Yeah. yeah. No, I, Brian, for the last several years have been the dishwasher. No. No longer. Wait a minute. I got Wait a, a minute. dishwasher last weekend. Hold on. Hold on. You've never had a dishwasher? No, I've had a dishwasher before. It's just for the last several years the places we've lived have not. Are you kidding? Uh, including this house, the house we bought did not have a dishwasher. Oh my gosh. Um, I didn't. Yeah. You just take it for granted, right? We're spoiled, man. No, it's been five years since I've had one in the place I lived. Why are you guys talking about dishwasher? Dude, it makes so much difference. Uh, yeah. It saves so much time. My new habit is that when I'm done eating, I rinse my dishes and I put them in the dishwasher. And then at the end of the night, I run the dishwasher and in the morning, I unload the dishwasher. It's so wonderful. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Captain Influence, so what? What are you talking about this morning? Oh, for? no, this is a big deal. I'm excited, yeah. No, this is a big deal because if you've been washing your dishes by <laughs> hand for five years, yes, like, oh yes. my gosh. I'm and sure I'm others dishwasher. do too. I'm, but, yeah, I'm wow. the one in the family between my wife and I. I am the dishwasher. So, oh my gosh, dude, like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry because that's a lot of work and I never really realized that you were doing that. But now we have a really nice one. We got an expensive one. So sweet. Uh, What'd you get? Yeah, it's, it's a meal. It's a German oh, brand meal. Yeah, yeah. It's a, like a higher end meal because we, yep. we just want we want one that'll last a long, long time because I guess what I've found out is that most dishwashers are only supposed to last on paper. They're only supposed to last four to five years yeah they made which to me is like really folks four to five years for a major appliance that's ridiculous so more money we wanted one that was supposed to last to eight to ten years and so that's what we got so when we had our water loss you know in 2019 Mm -hmm. 
Well, that was the dishwasher. The dishwasher hose had finally eroded and, you know, leaked uh, all over the place and caused all that whole damage. And everything. <laughs> oh, that's right. That dishwasher, though, had been there at least based on the model. I think it was a nine, 90s model. Oh, OK. That's so, an old one, yeah. yeah, 90s to 2019. I mean, that's a really old. That's the thing. Yeah, they made them to last. So the, the refrigerator that's still in that condo is from like the early 80s. It's still working. Those th- they're made to last, right? And that's what we found out because we did. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't tell you the finding things because when they say, okay, well, we have to rip. We have to gut this kitchen and start over. What do you want? So we were like, oh, well, we'll do this. But we're not getting rid of the freaking refrigerator because that thing is like, you know, it'll withstand an A-bomb. So I just but that reminds me of a certain movie, Brian. (laughs) The one thing that gave me the biggest, biggest trouble was the dishwasher. Because I went and I researched dishwashers and basically the only common truth that I could find is that they all sucked. Every one of them. Yeah. And and you're just like, well, okay, what's the lesser of evils here? Right. We found that 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 Miel brand or how how does it pronounce? Miel. The Miel brand was. Some people in Germany are like, no, no, no. No. It's it's, it's influence. It's not Miel. It's uh, (laughs) it's, just Miley. Yeah. I found that brand. I looked into them. The two reasons that we did not do it was cost. They're very expensive. Like you said, at least in Colorado and in some places, they don't have much of a service department. So if you have problems they're they're in other states. And so they even say this on their website that we found and everything like that is that, you know, a servicing scenario could take two to four weeks before they could get to you. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't want that just because they didn't have anything in Colorado for that. So then yeah. I looked at Bosch, which was the next one at the time, and we did find that some of the Bosch models are really good. They're, they were serviced locally. They had really, really good you know, customer care and everything like that. And they were expected to last in the 8 to 10 year range instead of the 4 range. But then we found out that certain Bosch models are crap. So you had to get the right one. And oh my gosh. Harbor, I mean, Freight. Harbor it, Freight stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was a nightmare trying to figure out what to do. And I mean, we were happy with what we got. We loved it. And then, of course... We moved and it's still over there for our, our wonderful renter who gets to enjoy the beauty of that thing. And now we have that's one right. that's so it's okay. You know, it's all right. It's an older one. But yeah, man, well, I can't, I can't imagine. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you didn't have a dishwasher. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so much yeah. work. Here's the thing. When I wash dishes every night before I got the dishwasher, I listened to, you know, for that half hour or whatever I was doing that, I would listen to my audiobooks. Nice. And so now I still listen to my audiobooks while I cook, but. I'm not listening as much because I'm not washing dishes. So it's kind of a, there is a bit of a negative side. So, Uh, you know, I like your attitude towards that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, congrats, man. Well, one thing I really want, but this is also very expensive is, and I've mentioned this before is a custom lightsaber because I've just like, (laughs) dude, you know, we're talking about video and I'm talking (laughs) about lighting and, and somebody said, you can get these sweet little tube lights that you can put up on the walls and they look like lightsabers. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, but not really. And I'm like, dude, what I really want is to do the Howard, you know, from Big Bang Theory, the Howard thing where he had the two lightsabers crisscrossed above his bed and you oh. would turn them on. They do have a new type of blade, which is called a NeoPixel, and it is utilizing LEDs that run all the way along the, the actual tube oh, itself now. Okay. okay. So they're brighter. They look better. You can do a lot more with them. In fact, somebody was demonstrating. And this is the thing. I really, really want one. But like if you <laughs> if you want a lightsaber that is good quality. You have to go with certain companies like Saber Trio and Vader's Vault versus like the Ultra Sabers and some of those other ones that are like Saber Forge. I think they're cheaply made. They usually come with problems. They have horrible customer service. Like that's what I've heard. Okay. (laughs) 
So I'm like, okay, you can get those cheaper, but if you want lightsabers that are actually done well and they're not going to break on you, then you have to go with like Saber Tree or Vader's Vault or whatever. And they're more. So then they, oh, well, they're starting at, you know, $200. Well, if you want a blade, (laughs) which of course, yeah, um, they're more. And then if you want a blade that has the NeoPixel colors, they're more. And if you want multiple colors, because why not, dude? I don't want just red. I would want everything, right? They're more. If you want sound effects, they're more. All of a sudden, you're looking at, you know, 800 bucks. And I'm like, whoa. If you want a blade that cuts through steel. Yeah, that's that's way more. more. I know. So. Oh, and that's this is the other thing, too, is they now have what they call dueling strength blades. So you can literally beat the crap out of each other and they won't break, which is awesome. Oh, neat. That's cool. Yeah. And I would want one of those because you just know somebody would pick it up, start swinging it around, accidentally hit something, and then it would just shatter if it doesn't have that strength. So crack. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely want one of those. They're not cheap endeavors. And of course, I'm like, well, if I want two crisscross, that's sixteen hundred. That's insane. Wow. (laughs) So I'm like. Hey, uh, Saber Trio and Vader's Vault, you guys want to send me one I can review? We can <laughs> yeah, work on uh, something like that because uh, <laughs> I don't have $1,600, but uh, I don't even have $800, but we could try this, you know? Anyway, I really want one though, but I was watching somebody do a demonstration and when it came on, on his video and he, the kid was freaking out. It was so funny, but I was just like, wow, <laughs> that looks real. And then you actually have some other things you can do where it looks like you're, well, when you swing it, it does that, you know, thing. And it, I hope so. It's very realistic. I don't know how they do it, but it's really, really well done. Well, some of the old ones didn't do that very well. Like you had to swing it really hard in order to get that sound, you know, Oh, interesting. with this, okay. all you have to do is gently move and it's picking it up perfectly. It's oh, beautiful. Good. So the technology's so they're, improved. They're, they're improving. Good. And then the other thing is, is like you can have that clashing when your blades touch, they clash and the light flashes, you know, like you see in the oh, movie. Neat. Yeah. And then you can have the different profiles if you get the full RGB effect, which is what I was talking about. So if you want Kylo Ren's blade, even though it's your saber, you turn it on oh. and it does his sound and also does that, you know, when the basically on his, how it's like crackling it crackles. And, yeah. yeah. That does that. But if you want like Obi-Wan's blade, well, then it's blue and just has that normal glow. I'm like, dude, this is so cool. I'm totally nerding out on this right now. And I really, really nice. want one. But that's uh, so why do they have to make them so expensive? I mean, I understand. But hey, come on. Wait 10 more years. Maybe you can get one of those $800 ones for $400. No, in 10 years, it'll be 8000. So I got to work on this, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's total play. But come on. I was nerding out on that for a couple nights this last week. and was like, this is cool. Maybe later. Do you have an origin for us? I have a short origin today, Ooh, okay. uh, not, not as epic as uh, the Easter Bunny, riding shotgun. We all have heard people when, when you're going on a trip with friends or, what, or family or whatnot and someone yells shotgun, the expression refers to the passenger of an old-fashioned stagecoach in the American West mm-hmm. who sat next to the driver with a shotgun, or I, I would assume maybe even a rifle, to protect from attackers and robbers along the way. Now, there is no evidence to suggest that the expression was actually used in the Wild West, but most likely came about much later on when media and films started to romanticize the period. And I didn't research this deep into it, but I wonder when yelling shotgun, you know, became a social norm hmm. in Western society. Yeah. And I think it's, a, it's mostly a Western society thing, you know, Europe and America, maybe even just America. I don't know. So, hey, let me ask you people in Europe and the UK, do people do that over there, over the pond? There was a, a clip in, in a movie that I'm going to talk about here in a second that I just watched that she goes shotgun and it gets in the driver's seat and they're like, yeah, no, that's that's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny part. Fail. 
So before we get into the, what's on our playlist, uh, I just wanted to share something else that I found online that was really cool on the goodnewsnetwork.org. Yes. It's awesome. If so you're ever good. wanting to get away from your typical negative news sources, researchers at MIT have translated the structure of a spider web into music. Oh, cool. It's really cool. We'll play a little clip for you. Uh, the team at MIT assigned different frequencies to the sound of strands of the web, of a spider web creating notes that they combined in patterns based on the web's 3D structure to generate melodies. Spiders, basically, their primary sensation is feel, it's vibration. Hmm. And vibration primarily through their spider web, the ones that have webs, I mean. So, you know, these researchers, they created a harp-like instrument and played the spider web music in several live performances around the world. So, that is so cool. Um, I'm going to play some of it right now in the background. Yeah. It's kind of... um, Yeah, and this is not synthesizer. Alien? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like yeah. I can I can make a sound like this on my synthesizer, but this is actual spider webs <laughs> that's creating this music. Yeah, well, it's extrapolated from a spider web. Yeah, yeah, it's extrapolated from the actual structure of a real spider web. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's creepy, isn't it? It is, and it's it's almost like <laughs> grating too. But that's the kind of well, you know what it reminds me of is so funny. Like in movies, they'll have kind of that that sound going on in the background when they're going into creepy areas. Yeah. And yeah. you see spider webs usually in those scenes. And so you kind of kind of wonder like, Hmm, wonder if they, they knew a little bit of this story and kind of went, yeah, this is what spider webs sound like or the concept. Yeah. I, I you never it's know. just a neat little, neat little thing. Yeah. It's so cool. So, you know, when you get you down go. to that level and you start to realize like, Oh, look, there's all kinds of things that go on beyond our comprehension in some ways. You're oh like, yeah. What's happening. You know, this is so cool. Keep it in perspective, Brian. Most yes. things that exist in this universe are beyond our comprehension. That is true. Very true. It's inarguable. Well, it should be. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. That's kind of neat. There's always something new to learn about. Always, yeah. without fail. You can always, through your entire, even if you live to be a thousand years old, there will always be something new to learn. That's incredible stuff. Thanks for sharing that, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. What's on our playlist? I'm going to share a couple things really quickly here that I haven't had time to watch much this week because I've been really busy with the video setup and stuff, but I decided that I would check out a couple new things on Netflix, actually three new things on Netflix. One is we'll do TV shows first, the irregulars, which people were kind of saying, Hey, have you seen that yet? It's, it's been featured all over Netflix and premises is that it's back in, you know, the Sherlock Holmes era. And so they're helping Sherlock and Dr. Watson and all that. And these, these kids are, I don't know if they're homeless or orphans or vagrants or I don't really know yet, but they kind of live in this kind of rundown place on Baker street and, and there's some supernatural stuff that's gone in it. I don't know. I, it was a little dry for me. The one thing though, that I really had a hard time with was that, and I, I really don't like it when they do this and I don't think you do either, but it's when you've got a historical setting and they play modern bizarre music to go with it pop music yeah poppy poppy stuff or yeah and you're kind of like there, you know you're in 1800s and you're playing like rap and stuff which just doesn't there's, fit to me there might be a precedent for that based on you know, like back in the 80s for example they might have had some period piece movies or whatnot that had more modern to the times music and in, in the sure, soundtrack sure. perhaps i can't think of an example but that might so there might be a precedent for that but Personally, I can't stand it. I, I'm sorry. I just cannot stand that. Yeah. <laughs> when they're doing a period, when it's a period piece. Looking back even at the 90s, for example, you, you bring up Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. The entire soundtrack was written oh, to Brian, go, Brian Adams. Yeah, but it wasn't in the actual, sh- it wasn't in the movie. It was the credits. True. That's so right. The Good actual point. soundtrack was to 
you know, go along with the period, right? Or even it was with, a score. Yeah, yeah it even was with just, like Last of the Mohicans. It was the same kind of thing. Clonad did that. Well, even then, though, Clonad actually fit with that style of music. But it was I will find you. But the soundtrack fit. Yes. Don't mess up point. the actual internal. So in the middle of these scenes, they're walking down doing stuff. And it's like this weird pop song going on instead of a soundtrack. <laughs> and I'm like, that. I don't know. Not I, my maybe either, maybe dude. people think it's kind of cool, <laughs> but I, I think it kind of takes away from the authenticity. I'm going to go with that. It takes away from that. The first episode didn't impress me, but it, I didn't think it was bad. It was just kind of like, no, you know, you didn't really capture my attention that well. It was okay. I found myself mind wandering quite a bit. Now, another show that I found, though, that's actually a French show, but they actually are speaking French. And at first I was kind of like, you know, what's going on? The mouths are off. What's going on here? But uh, then I realized that, oh, it's dubbed in English. And, you know, they did a pretty good job. It's not perfect. It's not as good as I would like to see it. But I think for dubs, it's significantly better than most I've ever seen. But the show itself is fantastic. I've watched the first two episodes and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is so well done. It's called Lupin or Lupin. Lupin. Yeah, Lupin. L-U-P-I-N. It's really good. <laughs> it's like, this is, is it about is it about the teacher in Harry Potter? No. Oh, Arsene Lupin, which is the gentleman thief. Arsène Lupin is a real book, by the way, so I, I just had never heard of it before, but it was okay. created in 1905 by Maurice Leblanc. Oh, it is a I, I think it's a book series, actually, but Lupin is a gentleman thief and master of disguise, basically. And by the way, this this show is not about the actual Arsène Lupin. They actually use the book in the actual show, too. It's really, really good. I really like it so far. It's just two episodes in and interesting. When does what what period does it take place in? Is it a period modern. piece again? Or? It's modern. Okay, modern. Yeah. Okay, all right. I like it. So anyway, what are you watching? Cool. Well, it's called Raised by Wolves. It's on HBO Max. It's it started. It's it's a year old now, so it's it's not new. Ten episodes, one hour each. You know, so Band of Brothers style of series. It's produced and partially directed by Ridley Scott, who used to be one of my favorite directors <laughs> until Prometheus. Yeah, and. That's almost not fair because I've, as much as I rag on Prometheus, because I'm a huge Aliens fan, I've told you that before. When Prometheus was about to come out, I was so excited. I couldn't wait. Ridley Scott's finally coming out with an Alien sequel. And I was really let down. Well, I've, since then, I've watched it like three times. So it must not be that bad or I wouldn't keep watching it. And I just watched it again like a couple weeks ago. And I'm realizing that, you know, Prometheus isn't bad. It's just the end of it is really, the alien at the end is awful. And it almost like ruined the rest of the film for me. But anyway, I, I digress. It's very Prometheus feeling. So if you watch okay. Prometheus, it's it's that sort of atmosphere. It's not an alien style, not a horror thing or anything like that. But it's very, very weird writing mm, plot. Okay. It's very strange. You have to have patience for not only the the writing, but also Ridley's new style. The premise, I'll just give you a rundown of the premise. It's like uh, maybe a century from now. And there was this huge world war on Earth between religious zealots called solists. It's like Christianity has morphed into this soul worship. I forget what they call themselves. And then they're fighting against the atheists who are against any religion. And so they've destroyed the Earth. They've fought to the point where humanity is extinct. And a few people escaped to this planet, Kepler-22b, which I guess is a real exoplanet. The first people to get there are these two androids that were sent by the atheists to raise 12 embryos to bring them to term and raise them as children in this new human society. But then the sun worshippers follow them to this planet and then mayhem ensues. So it's a cool premise. I really liked the premise behind it. The show, I would say I'd give it like a six out of 10. I'm not, it's so strangely written. I'm six episodes in. I feel like I need to finish it. So 
that's what I've been watching. <laughs> don't you hate that when you're like, I don't know, but I feel like <laughs> I should finish it. It's yeah. like, oh, I'll just watch another episode of Raised by Wolves and yeah, that's see where it goes from here. Kind of what I did with the flight attendant. I'm like, oh, I feel like I should finish it. And I was like, eh, it's all right. Eh. Well, thanks for the uh, Raised by Wolves. I've heard of it. I've been hesitant, even though it sounds like a really cool premise too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So another show that I, this was actually a movie that I checked out because it was highly promoted and it was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be hilarious. And also Octavia Spencer is in it, which I love her. She's a fantastic mm-hmm. actress. It was called Thunder Force. It's on Netflix. I'm sure some of you have seen it. Here's the other thing, though, that I was very hesitant to watch because I love while I love Octavia Spencer and also Jason Bateman was in it, which I like him, too. Oh, nice. (laughs) Melissa McCarthy's in it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a fan of her. Oh, really? I don't like her humor. I don't like you know what? And is this her fault or is this how she's written? I don't know. But I just she tries to be too Chris Farley like. And yet not funny. Hmm. But with Melissa McCarthy, it's everything I've seen her in. I've found her to just be freaking annoying. <laughs> it's kind of how I take it. And again, I, I don't know if it's her fault or if it's the writing. I don't know. So I don't know who to blame. No, put, I, put the blame I, on, I think there's no blame involved. Melissa McCarthy has a certain style and yeah. they cast her for that style. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. So I, I think it's exactly what it is. And yeah. in this particular situation, I loved the premise behind the show because it's, you know, superhero kind of thing, yada, yada. And it started off like, wow, this is really good. I'm, I'm having fun with this. And I even liked Melissa McCarthy in it. Although what was really interesting is her adult self really didn't match her young self, which I found that to be a little, a little bit of a dichotomy uh, there. Didn't we have a problem with that in Shazam? Yes, we did. And that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking about. It's, it's very similar to that where it's like, okay, that doesn't really match up, but whatever. Octavia, on the other hand, did a really good job playing her younger self as an adult. Did a, you know, it was perfect. She's great, right? It got weird. Like throughout the movie, it just got more and more weird and more and more like, okay, you guys had a great story for the first 40 minutes. And then it's like you literally ran out of ideas and just started huh. trying to fill in. It's, it really kind of went down. I've seen that before. I've seen that before. Yeah. And also they kind of just let Melissa McCarthy go just let loose. And it got to the point where I'm like, okay, too much, like way too, too far. Much. So yeah. she does an Urkel impression, by the way, which <laughs> was hilarious, but she did it six times or five times or whatever. And I'm wow. like, shut up. Like, just, just stop. Like it was funny the first time it, it is now annoying. Now there are funny parts and there are just freaking annoying parts. I'm sad though, because a great premise with a couple of great actors mixed with just some very annoying stuff. If you like it, Go for it. Now, here's a cool thing. Found out that they finally are doing a new Star Trek movie slated Ooh. for 2023, but nothing else is Which, down. They, they don't, dang it, yeah, was, there's nothing said. It's just, hey, we got a new movie coming out. That's it. Oh, please don't involve JJ. Please, please. It was going to be JJ. Then that didn't no. work out. And then it was okay, going to be good. Chris Pine. And then that didn't work out. And then it was going to be Quentin Tarantino. And then that didn't work oh, out. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, well, dang I don't it. know, man. I don't know. You had me going for two seconds uh, there, there's like one or two Quentin Tarantino stuff I like and that's about it so the rest <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't know a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek I've got to see it, that it, it I could just be have sacrilegious <laughs> oh but I still have to see that my goodness Holy Wait, even if he did a short movie that would be kind of cool like a, a Star Trek short Tarantino <laughs> style you know I don't know man I who knows when it's actually who knows if it's actually going to happen because they've put their focus into TV shows right now which is fine but yeah yeah we'll see one thing, though, I had to bring this up because we were talking about. Okay, so this is funny. On Jeopardy, 
there was a, a Star Wars question. The clue was fill in the blank. Like, aren't you a little short for a fill in the blank kind of thing or whatever uh, it was? And what and, is a stormtrooper? Well, so this girl rings in and goes a pi- What is a pilot? He's like, no. Oh, my gosh. And then the other guy goes, yeah, what is a stormtrooper? And my that's first thought was, see, that's the, the thing. My, my first thought is <laughs> if you're not a Star Wars fan and don't immediately know the answer to that, you should not ring in. Star Wars fans are like, what? The, come on. You know, they're freaking out. They're throwing uh, things at their TV. You know, what the heck, man? Well, this brought up a very interesting thing that I read. This is actually quite sad, but with the new the Falcon and the Winter Soldier out right now, uh-huh. I'm not caught up yet. I actually need to catch up, but which I need to start, but I fully intend on it. I know I keep saying that, but I really am. Do it, start this week. I'll catch up. We'll talk next week about it. Okay. The guy that is playing. So at the, okay, first of all, at the very end of the Avengers spoiler alert, sorry if you haven't seen Avengers by now, it's, you know, a couple years old now. Yeah. You know, the whole Steve Rogers thing. He's, you know, quote retired and here you, he hands oh, over yeah. the shield to, you know, the Falcon and says, here you go. It's yours now. Kind of like take up the mantle, right? Right. Well, the first part of the show is him struggling with that. And should I take up the mantle or not? Well, no, I'm going to put it in a museum and oh, never mind. The government's going to come in and say, we've got a new Captain America to take up the shield. But it was supposed to be the Falcons. It was not supposed to be someone else's because Steve gave uh, it to him, but he didn't right. want to do that. So I'm assuming something will go with that. But so they've had hmm. a new Captain America in this show. He's he's kind of a douche, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of him, but he's not terrible either, but he's no Steve Rogers. Let's just put it that way. But maybe that's the point though. Maybe well, that was my character supposed to be. Yeah. My, my whole Delta thought Bravo, was right? that he was going to be a bit of a douche and that eventually the Falcon at the very, I mean, my, my prediction of a predictable outcome, which I'm sure they're going to do this unless they want to throw us off the, the scent, which would be kind of nice is that yes, he'll realize I should have taken up the mantle in the first place. Let's get rid of this guy. This guy's corrupt or whatever. Who knows? And I'm taking the shield up and now I'm the new Captain America slash Falcon. Booyah, right? That's mm. my theory. Would they honestly have like the Falcon be also Captain America? I mean, like a dual identity superhero sweet. like that? Captain Falcon or I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Falcon America. Right? Yeah, Falcon American America. Falcon. I read something that fans, you know, Marvel fans are irate at this new Captain America character interesting which i thought okay makes sense like i said he's kind of a douche this is where it gets crazy hundreds of fans have sent this actor death threats oh and i'm like okay guys cool that is so not cool that is beyond not cool and that goes back to what you were saying is that the internet with anonymity people feel like they can get away with that why would they even want to get away with that's that's where i just can't my wrap my head around i'm sure they can get away road rage all the time Road rage is because the guy around the guy driving near you is being a Delta Bravo. Oh, I maybe, mean, I or, or maybe you're in a rush and they're going the speed limit and you don't like the fact that they're going the speed limit and Ooh, you just want to go faster. So it's not good, even good perspective. It happens yeah. a lot. Believe me, I've, I've seen road yep. ragers get angry because you're driving two over the speed limit instead of 20. Most of the time, road ragers are angry at something else. But the thing is, is that when you're in person shouting at each other in face, you don't right. death threat somebody because you're going to get punched or killed, right? right? But, oh, well, we can do it on the internet because I'm protected. That's what people right. think. Get in front of someone else and do that same thing and see what happens to you. Yeah, it ain't going to end well. But it's just so mean. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this actor is just doing what he was told. And I'm sure that there's going to be some kind of a resolve here. But why would you give the Isn't actor a death funny, threat? Though? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's just I had to just fun. throw that out that there are crazy people in this world. 
And especially when In it comes to, know. yeah, well, <laughs> and maybe they're listening. I don't know. I hope not. I'm participating and I'm kind of crazy. So yeah, there's, there's fun, crazy. And there's like, <laughs> um, sociopath crazy, but anyway, there's sociopath crazy. Yeah. That's why I was saying that when you are addressing something where there are rabid fans, cult fans like right. star Wars and Marvel, don't open your mouth. If you don't know the answer, <laughs> Don't hire J.J. Abrams to direct. What is a pilot? Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. The next time someone yells shotgun when you are about to ride in a car with friends, just yell, get down, and tackle them to the ground. When they get mad at you, play like you're hurt and maybe they'll let you have the front seat. Or they might just punch you in the face. Well, you know what the music means? I uh, did not get a chance to go over the new music, so I will do that next week. We ran out of time. So new music oh, coming okay. next week. We'll chat, but thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having fun with us. It was fun. Today was entertaining and juicy. Always. Always. Yeah, and encouraging. All right. Have a great week. Seriously, we'll see you next week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.